0: Where's a good station? Glory, Glory, Amen. Guardians of Grace, what's wrong? Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us. Holding to pure grace. Again, relax. Join in with us. Listen on. Be blessed. Fenders of Grace.
1: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Guardians of Grace podcast. My name is Bill, and I'm here with longtime friend and Grace Guardian guard dog Steve. How you doing, Steve?
0: Good. I'm doing well. Everything is just kind of blossoming, so I'm I'm, I'm doing good and I'm happy.
1: That's what I hear. I hear there's some new things. We might have a Twitter account and Instagram.
0: Yes, things are looking good. Got a gentleman that is helping us manage what he said was a, a Pinterest account, a Facebook account, a Instagram account, and another account that he's going to manage and help us get those platforms to start bearing fruit for the ministry so that we can spread the word. Because we're doing what everybody tells us is a good podcast. People are saying they're getting rev and that they benefit from the, the podcast, that the podcast teaches some of what the Bible has for us. The social media people that know what they're doing. Yes, yes. The guy will charge us. He has to. He can't do it for free. It's too much too many man hours but hopefully we can we can pay for it and at least i'm meeting the guy and getting together with him and i do hope that we can pay what he charges and that the ministry can begin to expand and the word can begin to be spread that's pinteresting sorry <laughs> pinteresting instead of interesting that's yeah. funny I had never heard of Pinterest until so you just... Yeah, I don't know anything about Pinterest either. I've never heard it or seen it. I don't know what it's about. If it's a platform that'll help us advance the gospel, I'm all into it. I'm all into it. If any of you on the Facebook page know much about Pinterest, put up a post and tell us what it is. Yep, yeah, we need your help.
1: Yeah. And most importantly, we all need God's help. God's help.
0: Amen for that. Amen for that. Unless the Lord builds the house. You labor in vain. You labor in vain.
1: That brings up quite a big house that was attempted to be built by human labor, human ideas, human intuition, human technology. Capabilities. Capabilities. All of the above. All of the above. Man, 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 man. The Tower of Babel. Ah, the Tower of Babel, okay. Which is interesting where God places the story of the Tower of Babel, because the Tower of Babel is man at his best.
0: That was our Very crowning best. achievement. It was, it was going to be anyway.
1: It was supposed to be the, the look at us. In fact, remember what they said, let us unite, come together, work together. Man, 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 man together with man, and let us build a a tower reaching to heaven so that we would make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we're going to be scattered all over the earth.
0: That's right. That's what they said.
1: Well, chapter 10 says that this is the account of those that were scattered all all over the the earth. The
0: earth, yes. Because
1: chapter 10 actually is before the Tower of Babel in eleven. No, after the Tower of Babel 11. 10 is after 11, even though... Wait, can get that right.
0: Yes, say it chronologically speaking.
1: Chapter 10 happens after chapter 11, even though chapter 10 is before chapter 11. Did right. that make any sense? Yes,
0: chronologically speaking, 10 should be after chapter 11.
1: But there was a reason God put chapter 11 before chapter 12 and not before chapter 10 making chapter 10 the real chapter 11 which would go into chapter 12
0: amen brother
1: made sense right yes yes i'm not, I'm not sure what i just said but basically it's to get these two side-by-side comparisons of man having a purpose and man having the wherewithal to carry out the purpose man having the labor and the necessary abilities to carry out the plan and then man carrying out the plan completing the plan and getting praise heaped on him for carrying out the plan that was that was the goal of the tower of babel wasn't
0: it that's what the people who were going to unite and build the Tower of Babel thought that they were going to have a build a crowning achievement
1: and then chapter 12 is God announcing his great plan and there's some comparisons but there's some huge contrasts yes,
0: yes let's actually go back there to 11 and 12 and, and look at them okay
1: let's do the comparisons first okay chapter 11 verse 3 Actually, four. The people said, come, let's build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens so that we may make a name of ourselves for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered across the face of the earth. Okay. How about, doesn't it say the same thing in Genesis 12, right? Yeah. God says, I will make your name great. So it doesn't say the exact same thing. It actually says almost the opposite making your name great was the, the same. same the contrast is the people will make their name great Genesis 12 says God says I will I, make your name great
0: right I wonder who achieved their goal <laughs> I
1: think we know so yeah. the people set out in Genesis 11 and it says now they didn't make the temple like with rocks which are God made right which we found out in a couple podcasts. Though the rock was Christ. Right. They made bricks, and they used not mortar, but they used slime or tar. Tar. So what's the thing about bricks? They're man-made, aren't they? They were using man-made bricks to build their city
0: and their Tower of Babel.
1: And how far they got with their purpose and plan, we don't really know. The Bible's doesn't give a lot of details about that but we know that it says god came down and caused confusion by what's the word taking their languages and now they no longer speak in one language and one tongue but they speak in all different tongues multiple languages didn't that the opposite or the undoing that happened at pentecost yes there was all many tongues right But now God is making a building called the church, or the real temple of God, the real tower of God, so to speak. But he takes all the many languages, and he makes them here in one language. Right, at the day of Pentecost. Which is the gospel. When he started his church. Which is his His building. His city, yeah, his building. And so, when we go back to Genesis 12 and compare it to Genesis 11. Genesis 11 is all man at his best, and the best-made plans fall apart. But God's going to do it in Genesis 12. So if you go back to Genesis 10, you'll see the result of God confusing all the languages. It says, they scattered them.
0: Right, they were scattered.
1: The very purpose the people said, we need to do this or we'll be scattered. Right. Well, they didn't do it, and Mm -hmm. they're scattered. And they're scattered. So God borrows nothing from the efforts of man to start his purpose and plan, does he? No, he doesn't. He doesn't say, good start with the building. Mm -hmm. Let me finish it for you. No. He just scatters all the people. Then he goes back and he finds this one guy, Abraham. Nothing special about this guy, Abraham. Mm Mm-mm. And he says, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. I'm going to make you a blessing for all the earth. I'm going to give you seed numerous as the sand. I'm going to make you a blessing. I'm going to make your name great. Isn't that what the the goal of the Tower of Babel to make their name great?
0: Isn't yeah, it's exactly it. And Abraham's name is great,
1: but the the Tower of Babel never got to the point where they put the sign with their name on the top of the exactly. great building.
0: Exactly,
1: it failed. It failed. Now Genesis twelve. Let me just read it, Steve. Okay. Now the Lord said to Abram, "Go out from your country." your relatives and your father's household to the land that I will show you. Then I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great so that you will exemplify divine blessing. When I used to read this, it seems like, and I think we all know what a quid pro quo is. Right. From the year 2020. Verse two says, then I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great so that you will exemplify divine blessing I think that's funny that they put then there because <laughs> it's a cohortative verbs oh, you- <laughs> no. and
0: they use then oh my gosh as How if it's a, a conditional that? clause oh man
1: it's a cohortative verb it's, it's not, not a, a conditional, conditional clause but if you put then... It seems like, like it's one. Like, if you leave your country, yeah. if you leave your relatives, right. and you leave your father's household, and go to the land I will show you, then I will yeah. make you into a great nation. would yeah. Yeah. be okay yeah. to read it that way, but it's an yeah. obvious
0: cohortative... Can I just get you to remind me what a cohortative verb is? <laughs>
1: Yes, I can. But we'll have to do a, a redneck Hebrew word study. Okay, okay. Which, as we both know, I am not qualified to do a redneck Hebrew word study. Even less qualified I am to, to do a redneck Greek study. <laughs> but Even they are less fun. qualified. They are fun, and we do learn from them, Bill. We do learn from them. I'm going to use the net notes because the scholars of the net notes have some really good insight. Oh. Too bad they didn't follow it here, but... Right,
0: right. You've just got to use your, your scholarly voice. Okay. Scholarly voice. Defining
1: what a cohortative verb is. Genesis 12.1. No, net notes. The scholars. The call of Abraham begins with an imperative, followed which would be go out, followed by three cohortatives indicating purpose or consequence that I may or then I will. If Abraham leaves, then God will do these things. The second imperative, literally and being a blessing, is subordinated to the preceding cohortatives and ind- indicates God's ultimate purpose in calling and blessing Abraham. On the synatical structure, brought forth by mister Chisholm, evidence in Genesis, a case for premillennialism. For a similar sequence of volatile forms, see Genesis forty five eighteen. Okay.
0: Okay. So what did the scholars tell us, Bill? Put it in layman's terms.
1: What they're saying is a cohortative verse is not...
0: Verb. Cohortative verb.
1: Yes, a cohortative verb is not a conditional clause. A cohortative verb is always in the first person, I or me, and it indicates purpose. So when you read the three cohortative verbs it is God saying I will do this I will make your name great I will bless you and give you seed as numerous as the sands of the sea and the stars of the sky everything in the cohortative verb is God's purpose and it comes to a climax when it says in Hebrews God wanting the purpose of his will to be known Known, he swore with an oath so by, by two unchangeable things which is as impossible for God to lie we who have fled to take hold of the hope that was pointed out to Abraham can be greatly encouraged we have this hope as an anchor for our soul which Abram de Desperately needed an anchor yeah, from time to time. Yeah,
0: he sure did need an anchor.
1: But God swore this with an oath later. But right now he's saying, I'm going to do this.
0: Right. I'm going to make you leave your country. Then I will do this. Then I will do that. Then I will do, do this. the next thing.
1: Yeah. Not based on Abraham doing his part. Right. Not Hopefully. Hopefully.
0: Not a contractual agreement. Well, let's
1: just see, Steve. What if it is based on Abraham doing his part? We're in trouble. Because how did he fare under that? He never did his part. He didn't. Didn't it say, if you leave your... Relatives. Leave your land? Mm-hmm. He did that. Yeah. But Genesis 12, let's go to 12.4. It says that... Okay, verse 1, 2, and 3 tells him to... I will bless you, I will multiply you, and all the families on the earth will be blessed through your name, through your character. Verse 4 says, So Abraham left just as the Lord had told him to do. So, so far... He got that right. Then it says,
0: And Lot went with him. Eh. Shouldn't have done that. That Not part of the plan. Direct disobedience. So if...
1: If this is a conditional clause for Abram to meet... Yes, then God struck him down with lightning. Then right out, of the, right, right out of the box, he failed. He failed. He left the country, but brought Lot. But brought a relative, which
0: he was told not to do.
1: But Steve, it's not dependent on Abram cooperating with the plan. Thank no. God. No. It's better if he does, right? but it's not dependent on it.
0: No, no. If it, God said it, then it's a plan and it's going to work out, unlike the Tower of Babel where man said it and it didn't work out.
1: It, it, there is no difference in
0: it. And, and the Ab-
1: purpose of this podcast is not to bash Abraham's faith. No. Although he's called the giant of faith, the king right. of faith. It's to The purpose is
0: to show the faithfulness of God in but, spite of that's our unfaithfulness. Because God never punished him, and God made right everything that Abraham did wrong. Let's look at Lot, for example. Yes. He was told to leave Lot, correct? Yes.
1: But Lot went with him. Right. But God said, leave your country, leave your relatives, and go to a place I will tell you where to go right so how is god going to fix this this messed up the plan right so it it seems so it would seem a little further on and instead of reading it i'll I'll just kind of recap okay but remember abraham was not too far in his journey when a famine came into the land yeah what happened he went to egypt he went down to egypt now he had every reason to believe that God was going to bless him. Yes. With food.
0: But he didn't. He doubted.
1: He doubted for some reason. Yes. So he goes to Egypt. Then he gets to Egypt and he realizes this this king is going to see that my wife is beautiful. And then she's he's going to take her from me and kill me. Right. So Abraham... The man of great faith says to his wife, why don't you lie to the king and don't tell him you're my wife, but tell him you're my sister. Then at least he won't kill me. Doesn't seem to care what happens to her. She'd she'd be raped. The reason he thought that would happen to me because he thought she was beautiful. Right. So he was willing to lie to save his own skin again.
0: And, And to let his wife get raped.
1: If it meant he didn't get killed. Exactly. And he
0: got something to eat. Right. All because he doubted the promise of God. God just turned all that around just like he had done God some big favor because he got blessed. He did get blessed, Steve. And it was
1: this Pharaoh that blessed him and said, gave him all these cattle, all these livestock, all these servants, male and female servants just loaded the guy up yes now that seems like it would be a blessing doesn't it
0: yes but in fact it was not a blessing at all it was the instrument that god used to get lot and abraham back on track because lot was not supposed to be there but he used all this livestock and all the gold and everything that was, it became a burden, and the two couldn't live side by side anymore.
1: Not so, taking care of all that livestock and.
0: Yeah, so they split up, and now Abraham is back where he's supposed to be in this land by himself. Wow, isn't that amazing? It, it is amazing. It is amazing. But it, God did it painlessly. He could have. Just smite them down with leprosy and made them split up, but he, he didn't. He smited them with gold and silver. and It says women servants and men servants. The, the king literally gave them people. And God did it for a purpose. So that his plan would keep rolling on.
1: And so now Abraham's alone. Yes. And he's left his country. And then the next part says that God showed him The land, east, west, north,
0: south. Yes. So God showed him the land, got him away from his relatives, and took him out of the land of Ur.
1: Just like he said. Just like he said. Just like he purposed.
0: Yeah. It just brings to mind that verse in Ephesians about God works out all things after the counsel of his will. After the counsel of his plan, it, it works that way. Just like he had to put Jonah in the belly of a fish, but his plan was still carried out. His plan was
1: still carried out, and right here we can see that it's just exactly as he said. So the cohortative purpose is completely intact, <laughs> even in spite of these blunders.
0: Yes, yes. God is so faithful. He is faithful. He accomplishes what he says goes. It gets done. Amen. Let's go look at
1: another example. We got the land promise coming forth. He showed him the land that he's going to give him. He promised something about a seed, didn't
0: he? Yes. He kept saying, your seed is going to be like all the seeds of the sand, too numerous to be counted, like the stars in heaven. He's already made that promise. He's in the land. I think I know where you're going.
1: And Sarah's going to have a child.
0: And Sarah's not having a child yet. And luckily,
1: Pharaoh didn't impregnate her. But God took care of that. But now Sarah needs to have a child. And she's pushing 70. Yes. Not looking good. Abraham, being resourceful like he is, and Sarah, being resourceful and logical, so to speak, thinks, hmm, 70 years old, let's go to plan B. Now, plan B involved this uh, servant girl, Hagar, which probably came from Pharaoh anyway, as one of the people. Right. So she wasn't even supposed to be a part of this option. Yeah. So Sarah says... I'm getting old, Abraham. Why don't you go sleep with Hagar, the, the servant girl? And Abraham, unlike Stephen, myself, he said yes. We, we of course, would have course said not. no. Of course no, not. No way. Not going to happen in case our wives are listening. Yes. Abraham sleeps with this girl, and she has a son. And Abraham says, who cares about how it happens just It happened. Right. The means are not the issue. The result is the issue.
0: Right. What it it resulted in, it resulted in the nation of Iraq.
1: Aren't we still having a few problems Problems today?
0: With what Abraham and Sarah did, their plan, it didn't work out so well.
1: And then God comes and he shows up and he says, this time next year, Sarah's going to have a child.
0: Ha, 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 ha.
1: She laughed at God. She laughed at God. Can you imagine laughing at
0: God? And And so did Abraham.
1: And so did Abraham. So God's had enough. And he cancels the plan.
0: He smites him. Only he didn't. (laughs) He didn't. It didn't throw him off course at all.
1: But then he says, "Did, did I hear Sarah laugh? And she fesses up, right? No. She says, no, I didn't laugh. So now God's going to smile. But, but God, what does he say? Yes, what? you did. But That's yes it. you did. That's it. That's Nothing it. Nothing
0: else. Nothing else.
1: And then next time year, this time next year you will be with child.
0: And it happened.
1: This time next year she was with a child.
0: Exactly. And God's plan was still rolling along. See, you have to understand that God had populated a planet with people after the flood. He had repopulated the planet, and then he took one single person and told that person he was going to make a nation out of them. He brought them over to Egypt, where they reproduced for 400 years. And after that, there's. Some, some people say as many as 2 million people. With 2 million people there, he did the 10 big miracles that he did, and that caught the whole world's attention. And then with the whole world looking at Israel, he gave Israel the law and told them they could not uphold it. And the rest of the Old Testament is nothing but story after story of Israel's futility, their failure to keep the law and to please God, their failure to do anything that they needed to do.
1: And I like the way he says, what shall we conclude about Israel and their failure to keep it? He says, are we any better? Just right. in case we get a little right. uppity. Say
0: that again, Bill. Say, say that where that verse comes from.
1: Romans and 1 Corinthians. The conclusion is, after looking at how Israel failed, the conclusion is, what shall we say? Are we any better? We're not any better. We would have done the same things. And we take no joy in bashing Abraham's faith because we would have done the same thing. We would have got hungry for an hour and said, oh, "God hates me, yes. he forgot about me right. We would have done all the things Abraham Abraham is just typical. He's he was us. a guy that was living in a pagan society where they apparently sacrifice kids, and God shows Abraham all these things of how I'm different and he says. I'm not going to ask you to sacrifice your kid. I'm going to provide a sacrifice. And God just continually shows his faithfulness to Abraham in spite of Abraham not deserving really any faithfulness from God.
0: Not ever getting it right. He never did get it right.
1: In fact, when he gave him the promise in Genesis 15, and he tells him what he's going to do again, this time Abraham's not even awake. He just says, When he makes I'm, the covenant. When he makes the covenant. This is a one-sided covenant.
0: Now. Right. All about what God was going to do.
1: And the Hebrew says that God, wanting the unchangeableness of his purpose, to be sure, put Abraham asleep, so that he swore by himself that by two unchangeable things, in which it is impossible, impossible for God to lie... The two unchangeable things are that when God says something, it's going to happen, and it's impossible for God to lie. Really, three things. And he swore with an oath, and he swore by himself, that we who have fled to take hold of this hope, which would be a promised seed, which we found out in our Pentecost podcast, that promised seed turned out to be Christ. And he was planted in the earth, and he's bearing fruit now so when god swore with an oath i'm going to make this seed which is christ a blessing for all nations all people all families we can be greatly encouraged it says we have this hope this promise this swearing with an oath as an anchor for our soul our mind will and emotions that tend to go all over the place when we. When 10 seconds later, after we believe a promise, that something happens and we think it's never going to happen, we can be greatly encouraged and we have this hope as an anchor for our soul. This, all these catastrophes happen are like winds that waves of the sea that toss us back and forth, but we have an anchor for our soul, our emotions, our, our will, mind. and our mind yes. that enters beyond the veil. What was beyond the veil? The presence of God. Yes. Doesn't it say, in that day you will know that I am in you and you are in me. Yes. That day. He says, that is what John 1, John 5, all these different places where he says, in the beginning was the word and the word was face to face with God. And everything was created in this word. And nothing was created that's apart from this word. And he said, this light is the light of men. But men walk in the darkness rather than the light. They love the darkness. That's what walking in the light is, walking in the knowledge that the presence of God is with you. Yes. That's what he was promising Abraham. I'll be with you. That is what the light actually is
0: the light is Christ didn't in Jeremiah say about Jesus it's too small a, a thing that you be a light just to the nation of Israel but I'll make you a light to the whole world it, it says that exactly yes
1: and notice in John 1 it's the light and it's also the darkness there's only one darkness and there's only one light so the darkness is Is our inability to see God's purpose and plan. Our inability to follow God's cohortative purpose that he gave in Genesis 12. But Genesis 12 was what? It wasn't a quid pro quo. No. It was God saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make your name great because I'm going to do it.
0: In other words, it was just something for us to witness.
1: It was totally... For us to just see and benefit from
0: exactly
1: playing part, are playing a part in it is simply just us believing this to be true.
0: Yes, that's
1: how we play our part. And in even it.
0: that is done by God. Even He's that the is source of our faith.
1: Yes. Even though Jesus said men love the darkness rather than the light, he still said, "I'm still going to reveal myself to them."
0: Exactly.
1: In fact, John 1, 9 says he's the light that lights a few men that enter the earth. (laughs) He's the light that lights every man entering into the world. Yes. He's the light of life. Yes. The light is the life of Christ. Doesn't it say that in, was it 2 Corinthians 4, 6? God who said, let light shine out out of of darkness. darkness has caused his, his light, light to shine in our darkened hearts to give us the knowledge of the glory of God in the, the face, face of, of Christ. Christ. You see, the glory of God was the cohortative purpose. Yes. Sorry to keep using cohortative. No, I just, no,
0: I think it was a cool word to learn about. It and,
1: is a cool word.
0: and It's amazing just to go back into Abraham's life and see what a yahoo Abraham was, but nothing was going to stop God's plan that he had some very specific things to accomplish through Abraham, namely to start a nation. That nation could become 2 million people and he could do the 10 plagues and catch the world's attention. It was all part of his plan, and there was nothing Abraham could have done to prevent it. It
1: was a plan that was what four or five hundred years in the making, at,
0: yes, uh, at least right. And then that's only part of the plan, which was two thousand years in the making, where by Jesus would come down and say, "Give me your." burdens you who are heavy laden and burden take my yoke because my yoke is easy he worked out that plan for 2000 years before Jesus came and said that but it was at the right time according to God's plan because Israel had 2000 years to try and obey the law and they proved they were witnesses against themselves that they were going to try and obey the commandments, the 614 laws that make up the Mosaic law that they were to live by. And those were actually were quid pro quo. All through the law, it was all quid pro quo. If you do this, God will bless you. Yes, and he trashed them constantly.
1: And now we see... In a change of events, now that Christ has come, all those Ten Commandments actually become Ten Promises. You can read them as promises. You will have no other God. They are
0: all yes and amen in Christ. Even better. Yeah.
1: Every one of them is yes, no matter how many they be. I think how the quote goes, they are all yea and amen in Christ. Yes. Had to say yea for the King James only.
0: Do you, by chance, know where that verse is? Uh,
1: that would be nay from King James only.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's 2 Corinthians one twenty.
0: Okay, yep, you believe you're right on that. But the point is, the point of the podcast is to say that no matter what you see yourselves doing throughout the day, because... Our lives are no different than Abraham's life. We let God down and see ourselves letting God down constantly. These letdowns are not going to alter God's plan and alter God's plan that he has to do through us. Everything that God wants to wants Jesus to accomplish in us according to God's eternal purpose is going to get done. That's why in Philippians 1.6 it could say, I'm convinced of this one thing, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the day of completion. He'll do everything that is planned for him to do through you. And whether you see yourself acting like a yahoo from time to time, every single time at the right time God will speak or do something through you and that's all according to his plan and when he is speaking or doing something through you you can experience the God of the universe in you you can experience heaven on earth it's all the same thing amen But to know that you're the vessel of God and that he uses you is is just such an awesome privilege.
1: Reminds me of that in Hosea, I think it's an 11, when he was talking about Ephraim, which is Israel. Mm -hmm. And he says, even though you keep turning from me, even though you keep messing up, even though you keep prostituting yourself with other Gods, He says, I have such love for you, though, that I cannot give you up. Even though you keep letting me down and turning from me, I can't give you up because I am God and not a man. Isn't that cool?
0: Oh, that's just awesome. That's the good news that we can have as an anchor for our souls. That, that's literally an anchor for your mind, your suke, your psyche. An anchor for your mind, because your mind can just pummel you with with thoughts of condemnation. I let God down. I let he's God down. He's done with down. me. He's done with me. I'm, but he
1: says, "I'm. I can't do it. Right? Because I'm not a man.
0: He, right. He, he can't. And he's got a plan. And you are." part of that plan and you are part of the Lamb's book of life because every time the story speaks about what Jesus did through you, your name is in the book of life. Like Jesus made Steve feed the homeless or something. Uh, Whatever Jesus does through me is recorded in the book of the life of the Lamb. The book of the life of the lamb, the story of his life. My name can be recorded in the story of his life when he is doing things through me. It's a beautiful, beautiful message. And I hope this is making sense. And I just pray to God that looking a little bit at Abraham would allow us to just see another glimpse of God and his goodness for us.
1: Just that idea of your name recorded in the book of the life of the Lamb, I, I think we've given that definition before, but you can look it up too yes. when you see the, the word in Hebrew, name. Yeah, It, it doesn't mean Steve, Leonard. It means the character or what you're known for. So when the promise was given by God, I will make your character great. And I will make your you synonymous, known for something, the, bringing the promised seed. Yes. And so the, in the Tower of Babel, they said, we will make our name great. But they didn't have great character. What they were known for was their failure to complete the building project, basically. Yes, yes. But with God, failure is not an option
0: know, and it makes me think that maybe we could, because we're, we're talking about how we see ourselves fail and everything, even though we're Christians, and we feel like our name is not associated with greatness, but our our name would be associated with the mud after having a very, very bad day. I believe we can look at how God described abraham in the book of romans and it will turn out to be very very good news for us after we've had a bad day and it's talking about abraham so maybe we'll since we brought out the life of abraham today maybe we'll we'll bring out just how god sees abraham in the next podcast yes
1: positional truth yes (laughs)
0: but for now, I just want to make one more point, then we'll pray. This is a fairly obvious observation that we can make about the life of Abraham and his dealings with God. You guys, you do realize that God never scolded Abraham. God never punished Abraham. God never cursed abraham's field or livestock god never rebuked abraham when sarah said oh i didn't lie he just said yes you did that was it just yes you did no striking down with lightning nothing like that because that is what it is like when you don't live under the law that's how beautiful not living under the law is Jesus just picked up the pieces for Abraham. He cleaned up the messes for Abraham. He made Abraham's path straight and got him going in the right direction every time. God was just working out his purpose through Abraham, and Abraham was oblivious to it. But Abraham was doing everything God had planned for him to do without the law without the punishment and the corporal punishment and all the things that go along with the law. You see, the law was just given for a certain period of time, and it was to show us that under the law, we would constantly be getting punished. But Abraham wasn't punished for anything. And guess what? We are not under the law now. The law was just a little period of time in the middle of time. Before the law, Abraham left it, led a beautiful life. After the law, we can live a beautiful life. We just go on and God takes care of us. When we make mistakes, he cleans them up and gets us back on track. He mends the tension between us and the boss. He makes it all beautiful again. And we just rely on him to do that in us, through us, and around us. That's the only difference between us not living under the law and Abraham not living under the law. We know to give credit to God because we've learned to get credit for God so that because he makes our lives blossom, makes us live exemplary Christian lives, and he keeps us on track and he keeps us straight by the power of his spirit, namely Jesus Christ, that he put in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory, Colossians 1.27. It's a beautiful thing not to live under the law, and we don't okay, now I can get off my soapbox. I I just needed to make sure we all understood that. I didn't think it was coming out as much as it should. So thank you for letting me go off for a minute. So with that in mind, do you want to close us in prayer, Bill?
1: Okay. Father God, thank you. Thank you that as many promises as you make, they are all yes and amen in Christ. Thank you that you swore with an oath by two unchangeable things on which it's impossible for you to lie. You've left us with great encouragement. This hope you called an anchor for our soul, sure and steadfast. Our prayer is that everyone listening to this Guardians of Grace podcast would be have the same encouragement and have that same anchor for their soul, That whatever the storms may be, whatever the trials that may move us, whatever winds that may come against us, we would be sure and steadfast in our heart and mind because your spirit would take hold of us and know that your purposes are sure and steadfast and going to happen. Thank you, Father. Reveal these through your spirit because it's your spirit that reveals it to us. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you, guys. We love you.
1: We love you. Good night.